Port Podcast, episode 166. Benjamin Yoder here today. Talk to you about video games. And if you're like Ben, you sound different. Well, it's because I am using a different microphone right now. Um, my my Yeti microphone when I when I uh, woke up this morning no longer powered on, so I was not able to uh, do any kind of uh voice stuff with it or recording stuff with it so i tested out a few things didn't seem to to resolve the issue so for now uh, i went ahead and hooked up my blue snowball back up and just so you know the the kind of the issue and the reason why i moved away from the snowball was occasionally there'd be some static noise that would show up not for very long usually for just like for a split second um, and I and I really couldn't figure out how to resolve it. So if you hear some static during this pro- podcast, uh, that's likely what it is. Also, you know, it's been a good almost year and a half since I've used this thing. So, uh, you know, hopefully I, I have it in the right positioning and everything like that. It looks fine. And I tested a little bit ahead of time and it sounds fine. So I think it should be should be good overall be better than using like my headset microphone so i i went ahead and put it in a case with uh uh blue the company blue who who has the the yeti uh microphone that they they had made uh it's under warranty still so i hope i won't have to go through any kind of hijinks to get that replaced but we'll see maybe they'll be like oh you shouldn't leave it connected to a computer 24 7 that's says don't do that in the in the manual okay dude whatever (laughs) so so yeah uh this week's gonna be a little bit of a lengthy show i think so just you know strap in i guess at least it i i have a lot of notes going on here um part of the reason why is because i played video games this week i i did i did a good job uh one thing i did actually this morning was played through the final fantasy 11 uh i could butcher this probably voracious resurgence uh, quest line that got added. So if you don't know, Final Fantasy XI, and I, I think I talked about this a bit last week, Final Fantasy XI had some uh, story content that that is coming out finally after after many years of there not really being any kind of real full storyline. I, I, I'm not actively playing that game, so I don't know if there's been some like flavor text here and there or, or other types of stories they put in, but this seems to be them saying, we're back we're back at it. We're doing some mainline story content. So I did that with uh, Tim this weekend, and, and it wasn't a, a ton of stuff. They basically added two quests, one where you go fight some some goblin, and then one where you uh you do like a little fashion show thing. You gotta like dress up for it, which is a, it was a silly thing. Uh, we, we just kind of stared at the wiki and figured it out that way. I feel like that's the Final Fantasy Eleven way of just like... Anytime they want you to figure something out, just go to the Final Fantasy XI wiki and and live your life so you don't waste a bunch of time on it. Um, but yeah, so so we did that. And and so far, there's not a lot going on. It seems very heavily based on... Uh, so, so far, it seems very heavily based on the nation of Bastok with uh, two particular characters, um, Cornelia and um, I think it's like Gugnum or something like that. He's like a little Galka kid. And I've never done the, the Bastok storyline, so I don't really know the relevance of these characters much. I've definitely seen them before, but, you know, f- for what reason, I don't know. It's been almost like, you know, 20 years since I, I regularly played that game. So 
I don't really know why they're relevant in this case, and the story seems to be pretty simple so far. Uh, I was surprised they added quite a bit of, of music to it, um, and 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 they they went ahead. I think it's like three or four songs that they they had in that that first quest line alone. So a surprise they had so much new music and then also shoved it in one quest line. So I don't know how often they plan on releasing those quests for for now. So I I kind of want to try to keep up with it. But uh, in the comments in their their digest video when their announcements came out, they had mentioned that they want this story to lead up to the twentieth anniversary. And I think this year is the 18th anniversary, 18th anniversary. Um, so that might mean this is like a two year long thing. So we'll see if that actually is something I stick with. But I, I think for now, I want to try to keep up with it as it goes on. Um, so yeah, it was, it was fine enough. It was an easy quest. We, we basically just smacked that goblin up real quick. I don't think it was intended to be challenging. So, so yeah, it was, it was, it was all right. I put a bunch of stuff on the auction house and I'm hoping it sells. That's, that's all I've done with that game so far otherwise. So, so yeah. Uh, I also put a good chunk of time back into Shining Resonance, and I really don't have a lot to add for like the story part of the game. Um, from the gameplay perspective, though, and I, you know, a long time ago, I think I talked about the gameplay of this game, but uh, it's evolving a little bit. Mainly, in particular, to uh, certain characters seem to have very particular uh, strengths uh, that they have, and and that might sound fairly <laughs> fairly normal for an RPG. But I think the 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 difference with the Shining Resonance in this case is that each character kind of has a different play style. And that's really starting to shine through, I think, now with, with some of the characters like Agnum having some some cool abilities where you can like basically throw down a a like buff spear for magic on the ground. Um, so basically anybody within this little area gets a magic buff. But he's kind of like this melee attacker kind of guy. So so he's kind of... It's kind of interesting because he, he's like a mix of fire and melee. So, so it does kind of make you want to like focus on on fire attacks and things like that rather than rather than just like using him to like beat stuff up it's nothing crazy don't like don't get me wrong i'm not saying like oh this is revolutionary uh but it's more than just like the beginning of the game where i basically was just like hacking and slashing away so there's a lot more to do with um you know buffs uh being a big, bigger part of the battle system as well as the elemental system with you know identifying any weaknesses also equipping like these little spheres that basically kind of augment your character so there's some that like with agnum it's like when you use a fire-based attack it's more likely to kind of uh, do the system called the break system uh, or, 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 quote, break enemies, um, where essentially if you hit an enemy with a certain type of move enough times, uh, it will basically break their guard and you'll do a lot more damage to them. So in the case of Agnum, his fire magic uh, kind of chips away at that more than usual. Um, but there are some of the characters that have different play styles, like um, uh, Sonya. She has like this, like she's pretty much a tank, but she also has this like stab attack where she can she can break enemies' guards with that. And so, but it's like not a guaranteed thing. Like if you just sit there and stab people nonstop, it won't really do that much. It will definitely whittle away at their break. But you kind of want to like knock them to the ground with like a shield bash kind of thing, and then and then go stab them. And I, I'm not sure if the like the positioning of which you uh, stab enemies like like matters. Uh, in terms of the break system, it, it seems like there's some things I don't really fully understand still, especially as I'm still getting to the end of the game. Sometimes I'll find an enemy and it's like, oh, this is like a really easy way to take this enemy out. And then I fight the, that same enemy in another battle, try to repeat that strategy, and it just doesn't seem to work very well. So I feel like there is like, 
I, I, and I'm not great at RPGs. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, but I feel like there's might be something I'm missing with the battle system or, or the character development system that, that might be limiting, um, my, my ability to be successful in there. And I will say there's a lot of customization between not only do you get to choose like the moves the character has and those little augment crystals that I talked about earlier, but also you have these like different tuning aspects. So everybody's weapons and shining resonance is like a, a, a musical instrument too. Well, most of them, most by the end of this game, I'm assuming everybody who doesn't have a weapon that has a musical aspect to it will have a musical aspect to their weapon. Um, and, and so you can basically quote tune those weapons to different elements like fire, wind, dark. And when you tune it to those different elements, those essentially affects the play style of that character a bit. Um, and so some of the characters have some play styles that are very obvious of like, like this is the the best way to kind of use them. And, and it's really effective for, for, you know, breaking enemy formations and things like that. Um, but it's, it's sometimes there's some characters I just don't really know what to do with them. And when you change the, the aspect they're tuned to, sometimes it's as simple as when they attack, they do wind damage now. And that's fine if you know what like element you're going to be, you're going to be using. Um, but it's, it's not something that's always like immediately obvious that it'll be, be useful. Um, especially since a lot of the earlier in the games don't, aren't really themed as much. I am getting to the part where now I'm in like in a desert environment and then I'm in like an ice environment. So those obviously desert, you probably want to take water damage. And then when you go to the, the ice, uh, mountain, you probably want to do like fire damage probably. Uh, but some of the earlier areas are just like grasslands and, and some caves, I guess that's like earth element down in the cave. So you want to use like gravity or something like that, but it really doesn't matter that much early in the game. So I'm enjoying it though. I'm at about 30 hours with it and I'm still enjoying all the dialogue. It is super sappy. I, I've posted some videos on, on, uh, Twitter that are just like pointing out just like, oh man, some of this dialogue hurts me to hear. <laughs> um, but you know, it's very much that kind of like harem anime kind of thing. So, so I don't think it's any anything too too out there uh, but i will say it's nice to not have like an open world rpg this game is very uh straightforward and 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 small or the areas are pretty small there is quite a bit of backtracking i will say they expect you to kind of go through the same areas over and over again often um and and i kind of find myself after a period of time because i don't like super love the battle system i'll just kind of walk past enemies sometimes especially since there's like a special dungeon where you can kind of go grind out for like extra materials and money and things like that i feel like my time battling would be better used in that special dungeon rather than just out on the overworld where i'm just like smacking stuff randomly so but yeah i'm still i'm still enjoying it still having a good time i think i'll be able to finish it within the next 10 hours or so is my hope i don't really know how much more like of the dating stuff is is around and that I need to do. I feel like I'm pretty deep in a lot of relationships in that game, but I don't know when like the end point is with those relationships because I don't think you're going to be like choosing a character at the end or something. I, I, I could be wrong about that, but it, it feels like I'm in this, this position where I'm like dating four different girls and, and it's like this super romance thing, but nobody seems to care that Yuma's dating four different girls. Um, and the guys, I've had a hard time getting the guys to open up, actually. They, I've only recently been able to start doing dates with the guys. And obviously within the, well, obviously, but within the, when the, within the context of this game, uh, Yuma seems to be straight. So he does not seem to, uh, want to, to date the men per se. Uh, admittedly, Yuma's kind of a, a uh, <laughs> 
uh, I guess, an emotional fish, or he's not really much of anything at times. Uh, so, so he's just kind of this, this catalyst for, for various events to happen. So you do get kind of those scenes that are kind of like somewhat romantic between the guys, but not really in a, they're not as direct as the, the female interactions are where you're like actually talking about being in love or something like that. So still enjoying that game. Um, I'll be happy when it's done. I don't think I'm going to be doing anything around it, which is kind of almost, you know, (laughs) almost relieving to me to be like i don't think i really have like i don't know if i would i think jrpgs are not particularly conducive for quick plays um and i also don't think that i want to do a review of this game so it's just like well cool maybe i'll just talk about it on the podcast and leave it at that (laughs) so it's also i've broken it up so much between different podcasts i don't think i'd go and do like a clip or something like that either afterwards so I don't know, exclusive content for you you weekly podcast listeners, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then I also played some Dragon Marked for Death for, with Tim this weekend as well. Um, I, I We're, we're kind of getting into just kind of the grindy aspect of that game now. We're, we're kind of like level 40, getting up to level 50, uh, where, where level 50 is like where the first, um, you know, I guess you could say it like end game drop weapons seem to come into play. When you beat the game, you get level 50 drops from the, the final boss. And, oh man, that game is has a really steep money curve to the upgrade system. I'm really worried that I, I it's going to be really challenging to, to get a decent set of gear by the end of that game. I really feel like at this point, uh, my damage personally is dropping off pretty hard. Um, admittedly, I'm just like the basic like melee class kind of thing. So, so I think it's, it makes a lot of sense that my character may not be able to output the same damage as say like, oh, the, the magician or something where it's a lot more complicated to play them. Um, but, but I think that, uh, I think, I think part of that's because of my gear right now. And, and I'm wondering if I might need to focus a bit more on elemental, uh, affinity stuff or not affinity stuff but like making sure i'm pairing the right elements with the right types of quests but changing your elements in that game costs this thing called dragonite so it's not like something i want to change every mission right um so so it's a little a little challenging in that regard but we'll see I'm, I'm definitely kind of at this point i've kind of accepted my current state as a character and i'm like okay when i hit level 50 what is this new weapon going to do for me and i'm focusing on saving money on upgrading that 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 weapon so hopefully i i have like a head start on on getting some upgrades in place for that so interested to do that there's actually let's go ahead and roll into news there there was actually a dragon mark for death update announced i kind of thought that that this was going to be the end of the dragon mark for death uh, updates the 3.0 version but there's a 3.1 version now and it introduces a new final boss uh it sounds like a new quest i'm guessing that new quest is what leads it to the new final boss uh, it also just has like some general balance changes, buff certain characters, kind of <laughs> also uh, got rid of something I liked where you could basically on on the, the character I'm playing fly across the sky as long as you had enough MP to like shoot the ground. Uh, it seems like they may have adjusted that to make that so that's not really something you can do anymore because the more you're in the air and the more you shoot the, air, shoot the ground, the more MP it burns, which I do not think was the case before. So I think they 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 uh, nerfed me in that way. <laughs> but yeah, it seems like they really went out of their way to kind of kind of rebalance some of the characters and, and try to get them uh, uh, pulled together on that. And then uh, I think they added some additional like endgame level stuff, but all that stuff's like level 100 at this point and... I, I have my doubts that I'll ever, you know, b- get to the very end tier of that game, at least 
Maybe, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'm definitely interested in, in, in pursuing that game further and at least doing the final boss fight. And I really want to see like what the the higher level equipment of that game looks like and if it makes any real difference, if it's just like stat based kind of stuff or, or, or what. Um, and yeah, I, I guess I, I wouldn't say I expect too much different that being said, but, but I, I would like to see kind of how that, that late game progression is. And so far it seems pretty grindy so far. So what will, we will see, we will see. I will continue to play through Dragon March for Death, I think for a good while. Um, this week, we also had a, a state of play from Sony, which if you don't know is their, their mini Nintendo Direct thing. It was actually a pretty long show. I think it was, I seem to recall it being almost an hour. So it was a lengthy presentation. Uh, the only things that really jumped out at me was uh, Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. This was announced a while ago. And uh, I don't think, I don't know how much they showed off of it before. But I was really impressed by the character variety in the game. Uh, you seem to have Crash and you have, I don't know her name the main girl from Crash Bandicoot, and they seem to kind of mostly play the same. They said the characters are playable, or both of those characters are playable through the whole game, so you don't have to, like, pick and choose which character plays which levels. Um, but what, there was one, like, other guy, I forget his name, it was, like, a dude with a gun, um, like a big turret gun thing, and I thought that looked really cool. It seems like it really changed, um, you know, how you approach those levels. I don't know if those levels are specific to them. Um, um, so he looks like a really fun character to play. And also they have these challenge modes where you basically go through a level again, but with various modifications. They'll be like the, the weapon or the level is actually underwater or something instead. So all the like physics are floating and things like that. So they essentially apply different modifiers to these levels and they're considered like the challenge version of those, those levels. And I, I personally don't think I've ever played that game that I would ever do anything with that. But I still think that's really cool. I think that's a really nice way to add some variety to that game rather than just like, you know, bumping up an enemy's HP or something like that. I think that's a very smart way to to play with the mechanics of that game and also add a visual um, uh, aspect to it too because each level has a, a different look to it depending on what kind of modifiers put on it. I think that's really cool. And there's also some some game called The Pathless. I think this may have been shown before at the PlayStation 5 event, but it didn't really stand out to me. Um, I, I'll never play this game because it looks like an open world game, and I, I, I really want to restrict the open world games I play right now. At this point, really, Xenoblade Chronicles X is the only open world game I want to play. Not because I like open world games, but because I desperately want to beat that game. <laughs> uh, but this this game is basically a uh, like a archer that kind of runs around the world, and she moves pretty quickly. Um, and, and it seems like basically the, the kind of the whole point is that you're not really aiming with your bow. So you're kind of locking onto things and like, uh, timing it. So, so it definitely has a flow to it as you're going throughout the world. And, and it seems like it's like you're constantly shooting arrows basically to get like energy that seems, I, I think kind of fuels your movement. It wasn't like super obvious if that was the case, but every time you shot, uh, this, like a thing in the environment, it would give you energy and you're basically shooting nonstop. So I thought that was a really neat way to handle, uh, archery and in a, in a game like that and and a very um cool way to to keep the movement flowing and when when using archery i'm always i'm always and this really comes from like into creates kind of kind of thing i like it when a character is well my feelings about it really comes from into create um I, I i love it when a character can attack while also maintaining their momentum in a way that feels really nice because uh, it kind of makes them feel really in tune uh, with the, with their the, the, it makes their moveset feel in tune with like how they move as a character. So it looked pretty cool. I'll probably never play it, but good on you. I think that was a PS5 game where I think Crash Bandicoot 4 is a PS4 game. 
On the Nintendo side of things, there was the uh, there was no real event for this, but they did the the whole Paper Mario thing where they just are just like we're just going to drop a game announcement out of nowhere because we can. Uh, so they announced Pikmin Three Deluxe for uh, for the Switch, um, which basically is is a port of Pikmin Three from the Wii U. I think people were very much expecting this. Um, there is new content though, so there's definitely things they're at, they're adding to it. Um, it is full price, which I saw some people getting kind of kind of upset about that. I, I personally don't have a lot of strong feelings about that. I, I, I will say when it comes to Nintendo, uh, they they very much I think, I think they very much value the the value of their games. And and so when they are re-releasing a game that probably had its you know sales stunted by being on the Wii U, uh, you know, they're they're looking at it and saying Pikmin 3 is not a bad game and we dumped all this money into it. So let's, you know try to recruit it as much as we can of that. Um, uh, so so they are pricing it at full price. Um, and then they did the whole Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze thing where they removed the Wii U version of it on the uh, eShop, which I think was a... I think in Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze case, it was like anywhere between like 20 or 30 bucks, so like half the price. I don't know what the cost of Pikmin 3 was. So I technically own Pikmin 3 on Wii U, but I have the digital version. It came with Mario Kart 8 because they had some like special bundle where you bought Mario Kart 8 and you got one free Wii U game digitally. Um, I think I still would probably personally purchase a physical if I ever put time to Pikmin 3, but I, I don't have a ton of interest in playing Pikmin, to be honest with you, so, so I'm not particularly, um, I don't know, maybe someday. I mean, it's there on the digital storefront if I ever want to really dip my toes into it, so. Uh, and this is not an official announcement, but one thing that came up was, uh, in, I think it was Taiwan, uh, there was a No More Heroes, uh, rating that appeared on the Switch, um, so essentially, so essentially it got, it got rated for the system and, 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 you know, No More Heroes is a game that has been, are not really locked to the, 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 the Wii cause there was like a PS3 release, although people did not particularly like that PS3 release. Unfortunately, my feeling would be if they do an HD port of that game, they're going to use the PlayStation 3 version, which people do not like as much, but, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I played through the PS3 version, not have too much trouble with it, so I don't think it's really a a, a big deal, honestly, either way. Um, but I really, what I really hope, and I don't think this will happen, is I do hope they do uh, No More Heroes: Desperate Struggle as well, or include it in that package uh, if it does actually come out to be a thing. Uh, no More Heroes: Desperate Struggle is not. It's kind of what started what I dislike about No More Heroes in terms of Travis is too capable as an assassin and he's too confident and too cocky. Um, but he's like confident and cocky in a way that doesn't backfire on him all, all as much where, where in the original game he was confident and cocky, but it backfired on him. And I always say, I think Travis works really well as a character when he can be a dumbass. And I feel like since no more heroes one, they have not let Travis be a dumbass. He, he's got to be too cool. Um, you know, that doesn't mean stupid stuff doesn't happen around him, but, but if you go look at like how Travis is treated in No More Heroes 1 versus the other games, I think you'll be able to tell, tell the difference. Um, but, but yeah, but the thing I can say about No More Heroes Desperate Struggle though, even though it's not nearly as memorable, like story-wise or character-wise or even boss-wise, uh, it is a, it is a better playing game than No More Heroes 1, and I think it's a fun hack and slash game too. Uh, it, it, I think it really should be available elsewhere, even if it isn't like, you know, the best game of, of the No More Heroes series. I don't think any game has really, you know, I guess uh, it's, in a series that's full of, you know, two games plus a spinoff, 
um, um, you know, I think I think it should be available on this platform. That's not just the the Wii. So I, I hope they do eventually bring that over. But my feeling is that they probably are going to take the PS3 and 360 version of that game and just bring it over to the Switch because it's going to be a lot easier than bringing a Wii game over, especially since they have to actually do work probably to to get it like looking up to snuff. But I don't know. I hope I hope they do Desperate Struggle someday. But uh, I also probably would not play it or buy it. So. <laughs> So I'm just saying I wish more people had access to it. <laughs> and then kind of outside of news, but but somewhat related, I just thought these were interesting numbers where there, some financial reports came out for Nintendo and Square Enix. Uh, let's focus on Square Enix first. Uh, basically, what I thought was most interesting from their financial reports is that um, Tokyo RPG Studios, this is the studio that was made to like, create classic RPGs for the for the company, uh, they they apparently had like a 1.5 million dollar loss uh, this last year. Um, if you don't recall, they made I Am Setsuna. Uh, I forget the other game's name. Dang it, Lost Sphere. And then they put out like some kind of top down action game that starts with O. I forget what it was called. Um, I, I did not hear much about that last game, which makes me gives me the impression that game did not particularly do well. <laughs> um, so yeah, it seems like that company is kind of. Uh, or that developer is kind of in, in a pinch at the moment. So I'll be curious to see if we see anything else from Tokyo RPG Factory. They didn't say anything about, you know, getting rid of the team or anything like that. Um, but but I, I, I'm curious to see if we see more. Because it seems like a very promising developer. But all their games seem to come out and just be kind of like that like middling, high C, low B level kind of game. I don't know if that's a fault of the developer or just them not getting enough funding or or what. In this um in this thing, they also talk a little bit about Studio Estolia, which is the uh, Tales of guy and 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 Silicon Era reported on as like oh losses from Studio Estolia. But if you don't know Estolia, their game was canceled and they never put anything out. So why would they make any money? They wouldn't. <laughs> so and uh, I think that team's gone. So so it's just. Uh, you know, there's some numbers in there about how much money they basically lost, but they're not going to be able to make that up, um, you know, so, so, yeah. On the Nintendo side of things, I'm not super surprised by this, but Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition on the Switch sold about 1.32 million copies. That's great for Xenoblade Chronicles, I will say that, uh, you know, especially for a game that was, you know, locked on the Wii, as a low print run on the Wii, uh, as a new 3DS exclusive game. And then uh, as a Wii U VC release, right? <laughs> like, like, not exactly the 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 best environment to release that game um, multiple times over and over and over again. So I'm glad to see Xenoblade Chronicles One is finally getting the sales it it, it probably deserves, in my opinion. Uh, but more interesting, Clubhouse Games one million units. That's cool. I'm glad. I did not buy Clubhouse Games because I knew I would not get to it. I really wanted to. I was I was a little worried this game was going to come out and it would not sell, but I think you know, and I will say this I'll uh, say this I, I I saw a lot of enthusiasm online from a lot of different people about this game, uh, and I'm very happy about that that people seem to kind of latch onto this game and think it's a pretty cool thing. So you know, one million copies is not exactly you know we play level of sales or something like that, 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 that maybe Nintendo would have gotten during like the Wii era. Uh, but, but I, that's still a great number. And, and it sounds like the game itself turned out to be really cool too. So, so I'm glad to see that game, uh, do well. And, and I hope it continues to do well. And I would like to eventually get it, but <laughs> and then one thing that's not really game related, but kind of, um, endemic of, of how 2020 has been going, 
uh, there's this Pokemon Online Museum Park uh, thing that's that's happening where it's basically like a a uh, virtual uh, uh, amusement park you go to. I think I said museum park. I, I meant amusement park rather. Uh, it's like a virtual amusement park you go to, and you're like this robot with these little Pokemon hats on and things like that. Um, I might check that out. I think that's a really fun and cute thing to do. I think it's only going to be like available temporarily throughout August. I think it launches on the 12th. Um, and there's also going to be the uh, the Comicette thing on on VR chat. So so we're getting a lot of like neat like virtual events. Admittedly, Comicette on VR chat's been hosting like virtual events for a while. Um, but but I think a, a virtual Comicette will be a cool thing to check out too. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I did log into VR chat actually. Um, I think last weekend and just kind of poked around a bit and and had a good time in general. VR chat is just like a cool place for me to hang out and and relax. I didn't talk as much. I usually try to go out of my way to talk more on VR chat, but I think I just was like I just wanted to kind of poke around and and not not speak to anyone really. So so I didn't really do that. But yeah, I think this these this virtual amusement park stuff and and virtual events is is kind of a fun thing. Like that Devolver Digital one in particular kind of went the all the way making it like a shooter you know uh, like a, a t-shirt gun shooter kind of thing but but i think that's i think it's a fun way to to do stuff this year especially since nobody can have any kind of physical events and then this isn't really news but i finally took the time to look into that yokai watch game um i there's i did the translation on the title but it's kind of a long-winded um and i did not write it down here so i'll just sum it up as yokai watch academy which is basically a bunch of yokai kids going to school. They're humans that are that are essentially yokai. Um, so they're they're kind of like the yokai watch characters, uh, but they transform into their full yokai form during battle. And so how the battles are, they're basically like top down uh, isometric kind of action games. So they you know you kind of walk around an arena and then just kind of fight using different skills and things like that. So nothing particularly special, but I, I had been seeing it for so long. I was like, I have to I have to look into this game and see what it is. After the Nintendo Direct showed it yet again, I was like, I gotta figure out what this thing is. I don't think I'll ever play it. I think it's kind of weird that there's little yokai watch humans that turn into actual yokai. Got that? They got that Splatoon vibe going on there. <laughs> um, um, but it looks like a silly fun, and I, I like the the interpretation of the yokai as, as characters into humans kind of thing. Um, but you know, I haven't even played yokai watch one, two, or three yet, and I own yokai watch two and three already, so. I am not going to import that game. I don't think that game's going to come over. I really am doubting Yokai Watch 4 is going to come over at this point because it seems like it's nothing's been announced about that game in forever. So, so yeah. And that's kind of it for news this week. So, not as long as I thought it would be. 30 minutes is about right for what's been going on lately. So, so yeah. In terms of uh, uh, stuff that's coming up, uh, we went ahead and finished up Tiny Bullets on stream, so that's that's done. There's like a short 15-minute video where I just go and beat the boss on my YouTube, so if you want to see that, you can go look at that. Uh, after that, I tried to play some Quest 64, and Quest 64 crashed yet again, um, so I need to figure out what's going on. I think it's my console. I think it's my Nintendo 64, so I just need to do some troubleshooting, switch out some parts, and see if that that's what it is, and then if it's not that, then maybe I just need to look into getting a new 64, because I'm not going to be capable of fixing that thing. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. So what we will be streaming, oh, what I did stream uh, this week, and you can go see the video of it. Um, I streamed just a bunch of, uh, PS2 imports I have, as well as some, uh, PSP imports that I brought, that I brought. And most of them I had, I don't think I played any of them on stream before. So, so, uh, they should be fairly new to you if you, if you've been following my, my stuff, or at least fairly new of my, of my impressions. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. 
Um, so that's up on the on the page. Just play like some Higurashi Daybreak, um, uh, some Nana game, uh, fairy tale, a Hunex fairy tale game kind of thing. So all all that good stuff. But what we'll be probably playing next week is going to be Last Rebellion for the PlayStation Three. Um, I was trying to kind of figure out what would be a suitable replacement for Quest sixty four. You know, we just finished Tiny Bullets, so that kind of filled that that want I had to play something that's kind of like in that 32 to 64 bit generation there um but I still kind of want to play an RPG and I was like well as far as my understanding is with Quest 64 it's kind of a mediocre RPG whether it's true or not I don't know we'll find out someday but I was like why don't we play another somewhat mediocre RPG so I got myself or I didn't get myself I got this copy from Tim like over a decade ago uh last rebellion from uh nis america it seems to be pretty short probably about like 12 hours long which is fine by me um so so yeah i, I think we're gonna go ahead and start that i haven't put in my ps3 yet to make sure everything's cool with it i i don't imagine there'll be any issues so so we'll see um but that's gonna be the next game as far as i can tell i'll probably tweet about it once i actually test it to make sure it's good and running and everything like that so stream wise that's what's up there uh if you didn't look already, I put up my Chibi Robo update video for Skip, um, so you can go check that out. <laughs> um, if you do, please get a chance to go check out my original video. Uh, Game Explain kind of took my video and ran with it on their own, uh, just kind of sourcing me as Benjamin and nothing else other than that, which I was kind of sad. <laughs> uh, so their video has like over 30,000 views where I have like a little under 500. So I was like, oh, I'm not that salty about it though. So, but yeah, it is just kind of one of those things like, oh, look how many views they have <laughs> versus me, my baby video. Uh, but you know, 500 views is still great for, for my channel. So thank you guys so much for, for, for watching it and, and sharing it if you shared it. Um, like I said, that's just kind of an update video for now and, and, uh, and we'll see, I, I kind of, after that post, I kind of ran into a few things that honestly are kind of worth talking about. I don't really know how I want to present them yet. Um, I don't think I want to do a whole other video right now about skip. So, so I think we'll kind of wait and see, watch to see if, uh, Hiroshi Suzuki responds to my, my tweet. Um, see if there's any updates to anything going on if their website ever comes back up and then maybe you know after a chunk of a chunk of time uh, I'll put out another video that kind of talks about the things that kind of showed up since then um, but again uh, it's it's pretty minor stuff right now it's nothing it's more of a, a my idea of what's happening rather than uh, rather than like any direct new evidence of anything so yeah. And then uh, one other thing I did on Twitter was I did one of those dumb little posts where it's like, hey, every uh, <laughs> for every like, I'll make this 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 thing about or make a comment or, or post about some game or something uh, that answers some of these questions on this list. It's not it's not dumb, but it, it is like one of those things that's just like it's a silly little game kind of thing you do. I don't mean dumb in like an actual dumb way. Um, so I did that and, uh, and I got 29 likes on it. So I was able to finish most of them out. Uh, there's only 30 questions. So I went into the final, like I cheated at the very end there, gave myself a like so I could finish it off. So if you want to see some random game opinions of me, you can go see that on Twitter. I'll link the description if you want to look at it. But again, nothing really important or fancy. Just thought I would bring it up. Uh, and I'm also working on a uh, pickups video as well, so I went ahead and recorded that this weekend, so so hopefully that turns out pretty good. It is pretty lengthy. I might try to not wait so long to do the pickups videos again. I, I it ended up coming out to be like 45 minutes to 50 minutes or something like that, so it's uh, not short. <laughs> so, so it is a lengthy video, so I do need to edit that and everything. But otherwise, thank you so much for coming this week. Like I said, like always... 
OneControlBoard.com is the website. I stream every Thursday at uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time, assuming my internet is being co- cooperative. And then also, um, I uh, put up this podcast every Monday at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific time. So so check both of those things out. Check out the stuff I talked about today. And then also, um, um, I'll, I'll try to keep, keep you guys updated on, on what's next. Like I said, I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break probably. Um, but it doesn't mean I'm not working on stuff. It just means I'm not going to force myself to get something done by early September. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, where, where things start making sense on, on putting things out. So thank you again. I hope you have a great week. Bye.